So what if we just play this ruse to convince people that we're late because we knew the battle pass was coming, so we didn't want to do a show yesterday because we wanted to be very timely with with the update. Like, we are in sync with Valve. That's... It's true. Yeah. We had insider information. Uh, Gabe himself contacted me, and he was like, hey, man, what do you think we should do for the update? And I said, Aghanim's Labyrinth was really good, and he's like, dope. Look for it on December 14th. And so I told Joey that we should delay the podcast a day just for you guys to get the hottest, freshest info on the Dota scene. Exactly what happened. I can't believe that you two have that close of a relationship. It's I, I, and Gabe are like this. We're like this all I, the time. I, so. envy, you know, you think he's, he's off on an island by himself, literally, but he, but he still makes time for you. And that is super cool. What didn't happen um, is I didn't fall asleep last night. Um, and the DPC uh-huh. schedule isn't crazy. We knew the update was coming. I like, you know, as, as, as when, I, when I woke up this morning, you know what the first thing I thought about was? Uh, me? You thought about me? Actually, no. Okay, hold on. When I woke <laughs> up this morning, do you know? Okay, so people uh, might know this if they have any friends on Twitter who live in Los Angeles. But it rained a fuck ton today. And in Los Angeles, you have to like let people know on the internet when there's rain or an earthquake. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it, a lot, lot of rain. It's like, like uh, it's a state law, basically. Uh-huh. If, if you're under the age of uh, 40, you have to go on to facebook or twitter or whatever social media you are and you have to post something about rain or earthquakes absolutely um so i went to bed last night with my window open and i woke up and the first thought i had is why are my feet wet it it felt like it felt like (laughs) someone was like peeing on my toes because my the, Uh the, the foot of my bed is up against a window on a second story which i leave open for some good ventilation there's a screen but the rain and the wind combination was pushing the wind through the screen and onto my tootsies and i was and i was really i was like what is going so is the dog peeing on me um why do you keep your window like i know ventilation doesn't it get cold the thing about the people people don't understand like if you don't la is a desert So even though it's warm all the time in spring, summer, and fall, like in winter, it does get cold at night specifically. Correct. And I love it. Oh, okay. You're one of those. My preferred sleeping temperature for my room, uh, probably like high 50s, low 60s. Oof. Damn. Yeah. That's like uh, 20 degrees Celsius. <laughs> uh, times For nine divided by five plus thir- minus thirty two. Um, yeah, it's, actually, it's, probably more like fifteen. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't get the pleasure of doing that very often. So when it does come around, I love it. It's like extra. I have a weighted blanket that's like fifty pounds, and I <laughs> love any opportunity to use it. Um, because I can't. The opposite. I cannot sleep if it's over a certain temperature, like. If 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 it if it's creeping over eighty, like the, my ability to fall asleep is like incredibly low. Um, mm-hmm. Anywho, second thing I thought about when I woke up was you because I'm like, oh man, I I woke up, I understood the rain situation, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna look at my phone, and I'm gonna realize like there's gonna be at least one message from Austin being like, hey, you still good? <laughs> yeah, you alive, buddy? Um, 
and uh, and and that happened. And then I thought, man, there is nothing like being, hey, everybody, we've done a hundred episodes. Support us on Patreon <laughs> at Patreon.com/slash Sidepull. Uh, Give which- us money so we could do a better job with the podcast. <laughs> he says before being late a day so you know i just just know that that irony is not lost on me um thanks I, for the money suckers it didn't <laughs> do a damn thing um i'm not i'm not gonna start every episode talking about patreon i promise that that will not be the case but if support you're the patreon wa- support the patreon support the patreon if you're watching on youtube you can see that I, i'm gonna be like putting people's names across and the credits thank you very much i was genuinely shocked at the amount of people who uh signed up in the first 24 hours and the first week it was it was it was truly more than i thought was going to so honestly we're up to 30 people thank you uh like a lot like i i didn't i did not expect 30 people Mm -hmm. if you would have asked me i would have been like we're capping out at 20 um pardon the pun and uh so 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 truly thank you um and if you want to hop in and see the benefits or if you want to go on our private discord uh channel which people have been hanging out on and get updates about my poor sleep schedule uh you can do that on on patreon the bot works if if you link your discord account to patreon you get a special role now also if uh if you guys do show up in droves or one very rich dude uh, supports one of the higher levels or the highest level rather uh, our next goal is more audio content and the only reason I'm talking about this is because I didn't talk to Joey about it at all Joey and Cap will embark on bonus episodes a fully produced audio RPG text adventure game <laughs> what? so I have this idea I have this idea okay. I have this idea where uh, we get so instead of like a DM and doing like a two person one shot, I, I want to play like an audio text adventure, like 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 think okay. like a like a like, like 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 an old school like you know scrum based te- like like text adventure on a computer. So it's like you know you are two cowboys out in the old west trying to find the snake in your boot. I'm Woody Harrelson. Um. um <laughs> and and uh like we record that with someone's cool we play the game it's like two hours of us playing the game i edit it down i add sound effects and and like we we create like a like like a bonus fun interesting not necessarily this piece of content it sounds fun i would be interested in doing it so if somebody gets us there cool no rush yeah no but you know i'm again you know I got a couple weeks off next week, so, you know, I could, whatever. Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for supporting. Uh, but there, there's things that people want us to talk about. Uh, like, you know, uh, the, the battle pass. The battle, there's, a, there's a post from Wickham on the subreddit. The battle pass is out. Don't, don't, don't Twitter count to me. There's battle pass. We got there. We finally got the, uh, the, the battle pass came out. Um we did indeed. I think the very, very big news about this battle pass is that we got Aghanim's Labyrinth back, which um, I wasn't sure if they were going to be bringing it back um, for this season or not. I thought I, I, I thought maybe they would save it for TI, you know, because the TI battle pass is their big uh, is their big hoo ha. But the uh, this battle pass they brought back the Aghanim's Labyrinth. Um, so it makes me curious if they're trying to get like more money over the whole year rather than just like all of it during the TI battle pass or 
what the uh, what the goal of this is. But either way, I'm excited because obviously the the Aghanim's Labyrinth is by far the best custom game that they put into the game. So it's uh, I'm very happy that Valve brought that back. I think um, quality content in this battle pass. So I'm. Yeah. Um, what year was the original? Was that 20, was that TI-9? Was I going to have for so. TI-9? Maybe. So is yeah. that 20? I don't think we got a, anything during COVID, right? So, yeah, it was probably, yeah, I guess it's been a while since we had Ag's Labyrinth. That sounds right to me, but I, but I like, I don't want to fact check myself. <laughs> Um, yeah and then they got like a bunch of like dota plus features added into it as well there's all like the normal stuff cavern crawl weekly quests all that sort of jazz um then they added some like dota plus the the assistant features or whatever um just like some uh just generic information that you don't normally get uh i think the the most interesting one was average gold bounty counter. It uh, can be hard to know where the your most efficient farm is on the map, but now you have another tool to help you make your decisions. Hold alt while looking at a lane or neutral creep uh, creeps to get a readout of the average gold bounty for the last hitting of that type. You might also try and collect all of them, but even if you, you can't, you still know where to start. Uh, and I thought that was the most interesting and perhaps the most... Um, eh, I don't, it's it's advantageous. Like it's educational for sure, but it's an advantage. You have a step up over the competition. I feel like most of the stuff, like all the stuff, I have no complaints about all the other stuff that they have put in, like timers and indicators and stuff like that. I, I feel like it's all kind of whatever. But um, this one I found interesting because this is not something that you will readily know. Um, and this is something that I will actually find very useful and very, uh, as you said, educational. Um, so I think it's it's definitely a, a step up you have over your competition. I wouldn't say pay to win per se, but it's extra information that you're able to utilize. Um, and it's actually information that I, I, as a commentator and Dota player of 15 plus years now, uh, would find valuable. So, uh, yeah, I think that's interesting, cool. Um, it could be cool to turn on during uh, a cast, even. Like, I can see a world where yeah. where JJ or someone would would pull that up and then like show uh, for 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 carries or mids or like any anybody who is trying to do some farming. Like, it, it could be like mm -hmm. an interesting, just another point in the repertoire for you to talk about or him to show. Right. So, so that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Can I ask? Can I ask a, what might be a dumb, dumb battle pass question? Yeah, go for it. What's the does the money go anywhere? What's the date range? How long is the battle pass good for? Uh, Joey, you're going to have to edit this part of the podcast out. Uh, Valve, I, I don't think the money goes anywhere. I think it goes all into Valve's pocket. Oh, I mean, why would we have to edit that part out? Like, it, it doesn't, like what does it say on the website? That, that's, that's just an big assumption. company Valve doesn't want you to know where your money goes. Well, okay. So I, I guess the question really then is, is that the first? That's not the first time we've done that, because or is it the first time no. this happened? No, 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 no. The previous battle pass that we had, um, he didn't. We, we had a battle pass that wasn't tied. Yeah, it didn't go into Ti at all. Which um, some people were saying this is like they were doom saying like this is the beginning of the end. 
uh, for TI and stuff like that, where Valve is going to make the realization. I mean, I'm they're smart people. I'm sure they already knew this, but it, it will give them uh, a more clear indicator of what they're able to make off the battle pass without tying it into TI, without tying it into esports. So uh, they were definitely doomsaying, this is the beginning of the end. Soon we're not going to have a battle pass for TI at all. I'm not sure if that's actually true. I think Valve takes... Uh, at least some pride in TI and stuff like that. So I'm not convinced, but them doing regular battle passes um, is not terribly surprising after the last one. Do you think that's uh, one? And I don't season? believe it. I don't believe it goes anywhere. Uh, I haven't seen anything about that. So obviously it doesn't go into the Dota leagues. Otherwise, Reddit would be uh, howling at the moon with. Uh, with joy because uh, that's what they've long been advocating is that money gets put into the DPC regular seasons rather than all into TI. So have you, but, but there isn't like a date range on it, right? So like, are we thinking there's like two, uh, I think it goes passes? until February. I read somewhere that it was February is how long the battle pass goes to. So would that imply that there's one per season? I think so. Yeah. Because uh, this one is a little bit longer. Um, it, it's happening after the season has already started, but we have a Christmas break. Um, so this, this is going to be a longer battle pass than I, than I think the average ones are. Uh, if they're doing one per season though, that is a lot of content. Um, that's a lot of stuff that they're going to be putting out because every single one of these battle passes has like a custom game. There's, uh, Arcanas, there's, uh, uh, other sets included in these chests. There's a bunch of emotes and yep. all kinds of you know crazy stuff. So um, I wonder, maybe Valve just has like a treasure trove of content that they're kind of like ready to put out into the game, and so they're just gonna fill the game up with lots of stuff this year. But um, I could see I three per year because like it, it would probably be each DPC season and DPC season three would feed into TI maybe. Like like the last mm. battle pass of the year is longer, maybe like it is the season three and TI battle pass, maybe. Yeah, yeah, could be. I could also see a world where this is just kind of like our winter event. Um, didn't they didn't they have that blog post a while ago that they were planning on doing like two events a year, basically? Um, and then COVID happened and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like I know it ends in February, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do a battle pass for every single season. Um, it just seems like a lot of content to be putting in so yeah I, and I'm, I'm sure that it's also open-ended because like they might have a plan but they might also not know for sure and they might just gauge based on how this battle pass goes so yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that we'll see like you know just like everything valve does some some light pivoting and dust adjusting based on you know numbers and feedback which will probably affect the battle pass too almost certainly will affect the battle pass too i'm I, i'm happy to have a reason to play a little bit more uh mostly because uh i want a drill ranger ballista for no reason i don't know why i still get excited by hats um that arcana is sick they did a great job with the uh the drill ranger dread retribution she carries a crossbow she's uh she looks very cool it's uh they did a great job with this set the absolutely wild amazing. um i i i haven't seen this complaint yet but i would be shocked if it doesn't bubble up to the top pretty soon uh they mm -hmm. there's a marana set yeah. um or or what, what do they call it when there's like an alternate a persona persona yes uh, okay 
I this should be just a new Murana model. <laughs> what do you mean? It doesn't Were look you, you you're not happy with Valve paywalling their Murana skin update? That awful pixelated mess that is her face. Now there's a good version of it, but it's paywalled. I know that there's always, well, Joey, you know, there's there's starving kids somewhere. Joey, there's an uglier model in Dota. Like, Marana, like, there's oh, there's someone worse off than Marana. She's not at the bottom of the list. But if you had to, like, sure. rank every Dota character, like, one to whatever, uh, uh, based on, like, model update needs, Marana's probably in the top five. Marana's in my top five. Yeah, alongside Morphling, right? Morphling is probably number one for most people, right? It's it's pretty silly. Yeah. I think I think that this might be just something that you push out like, hey everybody, you know that main character in that show we do? Um uh-huh. main cornerstone of what's going on in Dragon Blood. Ah, we updated her to look a little more dragon bloody. Also, we fixed her old model. Great. But now that it's paywalled, like in double paywalled, if you if you want like the alt, like, you know, uh Knight Rider uh Salamane Princess of the Moon set. Um it, it feels a little icky. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 funny. I mean, it's just, it's funny because it's been a meme that's been going around for a bit. Like, oh, this is what Valve's gonna do, and then they actually did do it. It's funny. I I honestly like I make that joke. I honestly personally do not give a shit. I <laughs> don't care what Marana looks like. Um, and if they want to make this uh, persona, um, so people have to pay for it. Whatever. I level 135. I can't imagine that's too deep into the battle pass. I feel like that's relatively easy to obtain. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't really care it, but it is funny. Uh, it is funny. And I think the funniest part of it is, is that the, uh, I just put it into discord. Have you seen the minimap icon for Marana persona? No, hold on. I, I gotta, I gotta it's, look on my phone. It's, <laughs> it's kind of scary. It's a little terrifying to me. It's a little uncanny valley. <laughs> I don't like it. It gives me the willies, honestly. You know what would be really <laughs> wild? You know, if, I, if I'm if i someone at Valve, or Valve, you want to steal this idea from me, I, I don't think this is built in, but you know what would make this really over the top? Have like a really, uh-huh. really, really rare animation where that creepy-ass Marana face just winks at you. Oh, no. Have, it's alive. Have a second frame where where where, where it just goes. <laughs> it's an audio Ugh. podcast. You can't hear when I'm winking. Um... <laughs> what made it even better is I wasn't looking at you. <laughs> I was too busy looking at the uh, the next item, which I think is freaking amazing. Personally, I think this is the best thing that they have put in. Um, Arcana set wise for a long time, the Hoodwink uh, Prestige thing, uh, the Tomocon uh, Incarnate, which uh, it looks like this is, if I'm not wrong, this is something that is uh, based around Japanese culture. And uh, it, she looks so cool. I think they did her. It's a, such a nice looking skin for Hoodwink, who doesn't have all, uh, any cosmetics. Or at least very little. Not not actually sure. Um, a lot of the new heroes only have one set or no sets. So um, this this one for Hoodwink is super nice. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. I actually think I skipped over that. 
I yeah, she's think... uh, she's got the. I uh, did skip over that. Yeah, that the that's pink pretty. Blossoms. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then we had a bunch of immortals, which honestly I haven't really. Uh, I vaguely looked at them, but I'll look at them more, I suppose, when I'm opening the uh, the actual chess. Um, That's always the, more exciting when you have the a coolest... hero, you know. Immortals are exciting when it's like, "Fuck, there's a chaos knight thing," right? Or like, "Oh man, I yeah, love." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in this case, if you're a Doom player, you're very excited to be able to get the cosmically rare battle axe, as in literally looks like a, a guitar. A, a demonic guitar. It's uh, very cool looking. Uh, honestly, the other ones, um, n nothing really stood out to me as being like super sick. Like I want the Zeus cape, but that's because I'm a Zeus player. Um, none of the other ones like struck me as like, oh my god, I have to have that one. Um, as you said, it's like entirely hero based. So uh, I, I think that it. I think that actually the coolest one for me is uh, the Huskar spear because it turns an inanimate object into a living creature. Like his his yeah. spear is now like some kind of amorphous uh, demonic. Thing. Okay, can. <sighs> I'm not sure if we talked about this before, but are you a fan of the very rare uh, cosmetic of just turning the thing gold? I, I actually hate that. I don't think we have talked about it, and I, I'm, I hate that. I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on it. I, I I don't hate it. I don't hate it because I have some in my own inventory that I think are kind of cool. Example: the uh the 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 Luna golden lucent beams that 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 change your your beams gold. I okay. I like that cosmetic. Um, most of, do you not like it because you feel like it's a lazy way to like improve the quality of something, or do you think like it looks cheap or like? I, I think it does look cheap. I think it looks like gaudy, basically. You just just plaster gold over something. Uh, like cosmetically, looking at it, I would much rather have the original Huskar, which is a dragon thing that has scales and varying colors to it, and you can see the details of everything. When you plaster over it with gold, a lot of those details and and uh, intricate parts of it are just kind of lost. Uh, and I feel that way for about 70%. There are some that, that look really cool gold. Like, for example, I think the Zeus one, uh, a gold version of that actually looks quite nice because it's just a subtle change. But for like 70% of them, uh, you just kind of like change the whole freaking thing to be gold. And I think it it just, I, I've always hated it, honestly. It, it makes me like, I. it's very rare. Ooh, shiny. Like, I want it. But then I look at it and I'm like, oh, I actually prefer the original. Uh, and I feel that way for, again, over 50% of them, I would say. Maybe the uh, the cosmetic effect that happens. So like you said, the golden lucent beam or like in this case, the golden fire that is put on a, a hero with Huskar. Um, that is nice. But the item, I think, looks way worse. Yeah. I, and from a, I wonder if you talk to the designers how they feel about because, you know, they... I assume that most of them don't make them with the intent to just take a color overlay layer and then turn it gold. Um, like yeah. the, the the Zeus one obviously looks so much better because it's not just a single color, whereas the Huskar yeah. one is like you know pretty monochromatic. Um, because I, I'm I'm sure they probably make them in mind with which ones can be gold functionable. Uh, but but even then, yeah, the, the, there's very few that I like. Um, but the ones that I like, you know, I, I also there there there's a golden uh, CK 
is shield that has a gold reality rift effect and it's not really the shield that i'm that i like it's it's the reality rift effect that i think is like cool mm-hmm. it's like just that much more flashy uh, and I, I would like it if they gold. gave you the option with the gold one of like, hey, you can make the item look original, but you can have, uh, as you said, the effect be gold. Um, I, I would actually, I think that would be a nice little little change, but that's, I'm looking uh, just my own personal gripes. I'm looking at the Zeus, uh, the Zeus Immortal, and realizing that the custom effect is on static field, so it's like incredibly hard to notice. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not uh, it's not super nice. The uh, the cosmetics that I usually don't ever look at uh, is the tower and creep changes. Uh, I don't know about you, but I prefer Dota looking uh, original. But I I have an appreciation for the art, and I think that the towers are done very well. The creeps always look kind of messy to me. To be honest, I'm I'm never a big fan of the creep changes. Um, but I think the tower turning into a hand that throws out boulders i think is uh really nice i think they they did a very very good job with these even though i won't use it i i do not use any custom towers much like yourself we must be like some kind of weird purist but the hands are probably my favorite they've made i I like the animation of the thumbs up when it's when it's like falling down or or, or the like just very terminator yeah yeah yeah, or uh yeah yeah or or like the, the the just bring it that that's going on with like uh some of the towers too like that that's cool Right, like that. That adds like mm-hmm. so much more personality. But I, the original Dota towers just feel so, like, right. I also use no custom creep models because I just don't. I'm not opposed to any of them. I feel like I'm opposed to the towers. I just don't like any of the custom creep models. Mm. Mm. Like okay. none of them. None I... of them have caught my eye and been like, "Those are cooler than default creeps." Yeah, I kind of feel that way. And then I also don't like the the jarring like cognitive dissonance or whatever that happens when I like see things that should be familiar and but aren't actually familiar. And like it, it takes my brain a second to be like, oh, those are melee creeps. Those are range creeps. I, I, I don't like that. But again, as you said, we're probably just Dota purists. So it probably a little bit too much. Um I I failed to bring this up a minute ago when we were talking about uh, the the prize uh, like any prize pool or like uh, uh, battle pass contributions and where they go towards. Do you know mm-hmm. what uh, what Valorant did for their for champions, which is like their world finals, their international? No, what they do. So so Valorant, for better or for worse, has like a really complicated skin system where like there's a lot of random draw and you can't really get what you want and there's no mark. I think overall like not great. However, mm-hmm. for for their championship, which is called Champions, uh, they released uh, two skins in a bundle. Like, what is the equivalent of a knife and an AK for them? Uh, which is pretty standard. Like, knives aren't super rare like they are in CS:GO. And okay. um, what they I'm did- surprised they didn't make knives super rare. Just as a, a side note, because of the su- success. I don't know if you, if as a developer you view that as success, but the success of the knife economy in CS:GO. I'm surprised Valorant didn't try and copy that one to one. If I had to guess, it's because they don't have a marketplace, and CS:GO knives are rare and valuable because of the secondhand marketplace, right? Where they get right. traded. Okay. Yeah. Where in yeah. Valorant, in theory, I think that you have cheaper knives, but people buy more of them, and like they have a collection of knives as opposed to like I think most people, unless you're like a crazy like rich or crazy like in the Counter Strike person, you have like one knife that's like your prized possession, right? Where right, in right. in Valorant, I think you can have a handful of them. 
And so, you can change like what knife you use with which character, which is probably another factor involved into it. Where CSGO is like very specific. This is the one knife that you're using every single time sort of deal. Yep. Uh, so, so they release a bundle, uh, for, for, for their, for their AK and, and a knife, uh, called the champions bundle. It's a really sick skin that has, you know, a bunch of custom effects and it's like their store contribution for the whole event. And the gimmick with it, aside from being really cool, is that half of the, of, of the pro half of the proceeds from the, uh, from, from the bundle get split evenly among every team that is at the event. Oh, wow. Okay. So, no crowdfunded prize pool. It's not like the champion skins go to the prize pool, which would be probably like, you know, the Valve model. Like, instead of a battle pass, there's, there's like one skin and then increase the prize pool. It is an even split for the cosmetics across everybody. First place to last place. Same exact amount. Wow. Um... Thinking about that in the Dota aspect, because they raise so much money, it would mean everybody is a millionaire at TI. Not not a millionaire, but like every team would make a mil, right? Minimum, I think, in that in that sort of situation. Um, yeah, because what, what I mean, okay, uh, keep the point you're doing. I'm gonna pull some numbers. Yeah, I mean, so ultimately, Valve puts in what at the start they put in like one so one point six mil. Is that what it is? Uh, and we yep, got all the, all the way up to now. 42. So basically, the 40 million was added on. Uh, there's, what, 18 or 20 teams in total going to TI or something like that. So evenly split, that's 2 million each. Uh, 2 million and some change, depending on how many teams there are. I forget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, I, I'm not sure how I would feel about that, because then... You, uh, that, that almost feels like too much parity for a competition... Uh, but that's just because the TI battle pass makes so much money. Um, yeah, maybe there's like a so. maybe there's like a middle ground where like, you know, say, I don't know, make bullshit numbers up. If fifty percent goes to the total prize pool, maybe like ten percent goes to everybody, forty percent goes to the prize pool. You still get that large discrepancy, but also you get more money spread out. I don't know. I I think that yeah, you bo you boost the the let's pretty much just say like you boost the prize pool for everybody. Everybody gets a uh, hundred thousand, say. So the the team that gets very last actually doubles the amount that they get. I think or something like that. I, I think they only make like close to a hundred thousand i think for getting last at ti so something like that so that would be kind of my goal if i were to do something like that but that is interesting the valorant uh spreads it across like that i i, I know that it got like some press when it happened i don't know if there's been like a post-mortem on if people were happy about it um mm. because i i think that valorant much like league of legends is is going to be an ecosystem where they focus more on uh, player contracts as opposed to prize pool, where Valve is like becoming more and more the outlier at this point, where prize pool is the predominant, you know, uh, yeah, source of generating yeah. income. So uh, I, I can imagine from a team perspective, and, and truly, I don't know anything. I, I haven't talked to anybody about this internally. That it, it was great to be able to have that additional revenue, and then I'm sure different teams also do different things with it. Like some teams might be like, "Hey, this is our money." Some teams might be like, "Hey, this is the players' money." 
um, or mm, somewhere yeah. in between. Uh, so so I, I thought that I thought that was cool, um, especially in comparison to like you know us giving all this money to a battle pass now and like I don't think it's a problem that it's going nowhere. Like I think that you know Valve makes a product that a lot of us like and they should be entitled to uh, profiting off of it. Um, but it, it's just interesting because we've seen so many things crowdfunded in so many different ways. And there's going to be a lot of people who are spending a lot of money just to get that just to get that sick Marauder skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that pretty much concludes the, the Battle Pass. We can't really speak to Agadam's Labyrinth because it just came out, so neither one of us has gotten a chance to uh, to touch it. So next, next week we'll, week play we'll talk about yeah, yeah how, how good it is, uh, which... For me, anyway, it's uh, it's already a seven out of ten at least, right? Because that's how I view Agonim's Labyrinth. I think that was a custom game that was probably eight or nine out of ten for me. Uh, so they've, no matter what they kind of do, as long as they copy the general premise, it's going to be a, at minimum a seven out of ten for me, if not better. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. I probably played, if I had to guess, thirty to forty hours of Ag's Labyrinth when it came out last time. Yeah. Which is like mm-hmm. more than I play most video games, right? Like that—that's a lot of value in runtime and, <laughs> yeah. and good time with my friends. So I'm excited to sit back down and and play with it again. Um, yeah, I I just got off. Uh, I played all of the Halo campaign. Oh yeah, how'd that go? I liked it. I liked it. I think that it has some flaws. I I think that it has some flaws mostly that there is some beats of repetition to it and like the open world can feel a little barren at times but the idea of breath of the wild meets halo on paper my brain was like i don't know how good this is gonna be but in practice i was like dude i'm having so much fun grapple hooking around um Mm. I'm, i'm gonna keep on recommending halo for anybody who was like an old halo person both for the campaign and for the multiplayer because i think that they i think that they i think 343 did the thing and that's i'm happy that i am done with that now so i can go and play some ag's labyrinth and play some dota uh because let me tell you there there was there was a lot of halo campaigning over the weekend that that's i I lost a bit of my life to that i'm gonna be (laughs) honest uh let's see what else have we had uh go on this week we had so we've had some hot news just happen uh today um but i think over the week it's been a little bit oh heroes of new earth died rest (laughs) in peace it's uh finally being buried gone and dead um so heroes new earth is uh officially closing down their servers um there's people rumbling about uh whether or not like valve has if this is because valve has bought some of the the han um if if they just outright bought some of the han content or if they're ever going to try and take some of the han content and pull them pull it into dota um i personally don't care at all i i played heroes of new earth and i do remember some of the heroes were cool but i'm not like so nostalgic about it as uh, i guess other people who played han were um, so I personally don't care if they do that or not. So I have never played a game of Heroes of New Earth. For anybody curious, sorry. Really? Do you, when did you get into Dota Two? Uh, 2011 with the Dota Two beta. Oh, okay. Did you play Dota One at all? I have never played a game of Dota One. Wow. Okay. Uh, other things we had the Dota Dragon's Blood announcement that's coming out January sixth. For me, it was met with a resounding meh. 
just because Arcane was so good. Maybe I'd be a little bit more excited about it, but because Arcane kind of blew I'm, for me, Dragon's Blood out of the water. I'm going to that Arcane event on Friday. You know how they set up like that kind of like experience in Los Angeles? Sheepstick and uh, a friend of ours uh, called Skyward actually uh, went to that already. And uh, apparently they had a great time. I have to watch Arcane before Friday now. So I have to carve out like yes. seven hours. Because I think that it's like mandatory for going. We're doing it as like a like a company party thing. Um, oh yes, you definitely want to watch it for that. For sure. Shit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I I'm excited. I guess that Dragon Blood is coming out, but I'm not like, dude, it's the six. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope it's a little. I I I hope that it continues to get better. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, let's put it this way: it comes out January six. I'm not marking that on my calendar. If uh, I happen to be, if I happen to remember it around that time, I'll start watching it. Otherwise, I could just easily go a month or two forgetting about it. Whereas Arcane, it was coming out in weeks, and every single week when it came out, I was I was watching it. So we'll probably watch Dragon's Blood pretty quickly because we'll talk about it because we're we're news people. <laughs> sure, sure, of course. <laughs> I have the news thing. Uh, yeah. And I guess the final bit of news that came out that uh, we should talk about um, is that the uh, the player Sexy Bambo, uh, for those of you guys who remember him, he was probably most famous for being on Mouse Sports um, with Sing Sing, Black, Kuro. That was actually like a pretty star-studded roster back then. Um, he apparently has died. So, um, you know, rest in peace to him. He... Um, just kind of came out of nowhere. Very surprising. Um, he was, uh, from my interactions with him and everything, especially that I've I've heard about him from Blitz, um, just an incredibly gregarious, fun-loving guy. Um, one of the things that stood out to me when I was talking to Blitz about him was that he was the kind of person who always wanted to make sure that other people were having a good time. Um, and I think that says something uh, about a person. You know, if if they like people who have fun and are like party loving guys and stuff like that, um, I think it's it's a lot more of a nice characteristic when they are that person, but they also go out of their way to try and make other people have a good time as well. Um, I think that says something about being a rather kind soul. So uh, big loss for the Dota community because um, obviously he was a streamer as well for a while. He uh, stopped streaming for a bit. And uh, yeah, just an all around a big loss for the Dota community. He was on the Zephyr roster with, with the Persian yep. Blitz that won the Nexon League. Yes. Yes, he was. That was uh, how Purge and, and or, uh, I think uh, Blitz, I know, was pretty close to him during that period of time. Um so yeah. yeah, yeah, very sad. There, there were there was a couple of uh, of of pretty good eulogies, and I, I know Shiver also gave one on on broadcast too, which is something that uh, is so incredibly hard to do. Like even mm. even uh, what what you were just able to say so eloquently, I'm like, man, that is that that is a a, a, a skill. Cause, cause I'm yeah. sitting here, I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I, uh, a lot of my job is to speak, but but speaking about you know people who, uh, you know pass and especially pass young, it's just it, I'm, I, and I'm sure people are listening and they're like, either they know or they they don't know or they remember and they're just like, shit. 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's a hard swerve for a podcast that's usually about poop and farts. So, but I, I also think that's rather fitting because, as far as I know from uh, Bambo, he would have found that stuff funny. So, good. Well, in that case. <laughs> There we go. I solved the problem. I found myself Very comfort good. again. Um, <laughs> um, Cap, I think that's all I got for this week. I I, I don't know if you have anything else, but I, but I do actually want to uh, poke a media recommendation in. Okay. Uh, yeah, hit me with it. That'll this will be a, a nice cleanse because I did have some stuff I wanted to talk about, but part of it's drama related, and I feel kind of weird talking about it if it's uh right after that segment so <laughs> hit I, me with your media recommendations you guys i've turn- been playing i've been playing fights in tight spaces you recommended that last week i bought it while we were live on the podcast i've i've played it i've had my first successful run i very much enjoyed it you're right i'm glad that you liked it because i still am always a little bit nervous with recommendations i saw you playing it on stream and then i saw that you're playing it on stream for like five or six hours and i'm like that was all i needed to know <laughs> Like is, is is that you yeah. liked it enough to like you you were you were like barely paying attention to chat. You're just like, dude, I'm I'm gonna I got I'm gonna, I'm in the matrix and I'm gonna figure out how to fucking use these cards right. Um, that's me when I'm streaming at all times. Just so you know, that's, <laughs> I'm that's not true. paying attention to chat. That's me. You you do <laughs> sometimes more than others. Uh, what uh, deck did you end up winning with? Did you use a block deck? Uh, I found that I think the counter blocker and the slasher deck are the most powerful. I think bleed mechanics are always super strong in card games. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I ran into a deck building roguelike where the bleed mechanic wasn't one of the most powerful mechanics in the game. It's uh bleed mechanic, by the way, is like the same as like poison mechanics for like slay the spire purposes, slay the spire, uh, and put po- slay the spire's poison and bleed. Uh, they usually work the same way. It's in their stacking damage that occurs every turn. So, yeah i i got I got my first uh, successful run just with the basic deck, uh, and then I've been playing around. I, I want to get another win with like a with like a blocking counterattacking bleed deck. Um, mm. So I I enjoy I, I I still stand by. I think that's good. People should try that. Um, I I want to recommend not a game. I want to recommend a television show. Okay. Um, Is it you... Dexter? No, it's not Dexter. I did watch <laughs> the first episode, and I have to watch all the other ones, which I'm like five weeks okay. behind now, but like whatever. Uh, I'm b- busy boy, playing a lot of games, playing a lot of Halo. Um, mm-hmm. Are you familiar with, it's an HBO show called How To with John Wilson? No. No idea. Okay. I, uh, I, I'm going I'm to give a light pitch because I don't want to go too deep into it. I think that I can sell it with a top level. John Wilson, he's a documentary filmmaker in New York, but he's okay. also a little bit offbeat. This man has basically filmed his entire life. He takes his camera everywhere. He's a little bit socially awkward. He just films random shit on the street, gets into hijinks with his camera. He's like a he's like a vlogging journalist with no real purpose. And <laughs> okay. This person has years of archives of tape of just shit. And what and um the the show is executive produced by uh uh the guy who did Nathan for you. And it has a a similar, uh, like, 
man on the street educational documentary vibe and it is was nathan for you good i have not seen that either i didn't really like nathan for you but this feels different to me because this feels like um this feels like art and and like i know Mm. that's like mildly pretentious to say but like this feels like someone who has a really good youtube channel uh that that is like viral but instead of a youtube channel it's on tv (laughs) um i i i i think that john wilson makes art um and it is funny and real and offbeat and and like artsy but not like in like a foo-foo high fidelity way in like a this is really smart um i I was introduced to the show. I didn't know about it until this weekend. Um, I, I had a friend who told me I had to watch it. And now after watching it, uh, I feel like I need to preach the gospel because people, it, it's very under the radar, but uh, I think a lot of people would really like it. I So I started watching the trailer uh-huh. uh, for this. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the first, first uh, shots that we see is just showing like weird stuff that happens in New York. And one of the first shots that he sees is some guy, some reporter working for a website called Cheddar.com is uh, clearly getting ready to film. And he's obviously drunk out of his mind. Holy shit! He's just standing there, getting getting ready for to actually go live. Oh, that that's that's fucking wonderful. Love to see that. So <laughs> so you can watch the show just like from season one, episode one, and then like it, season two is currently airing right now. I think there's three episodes in. Um, or if you, if you want to bounce around, there's like, there's not a story you can you can pick up any one. I think that season two, episode two which is about um, how to uh, uh, how to like uh, taste wine is exceptional. It might be one of my favorite 30 minutes that I've watched this year. Wow. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out potentially. I don't know if I have HBO. I will find a way for you to watch it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, other other than that, uh, that that that's all I got. I'm I'm gonna go edit this thing. I got I gotta go put the patrons' names like across the bottom. I gotta go tell people that that it's released. I gotta go uh, thank people again uh, for the the the, the 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 stuff. Thank you again, truly, so much. Everybody is up on Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash sidepole. Eg sucks. How do we forget about that? <laughs>